Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to go through yesterday's games, the Sunday afternoon games, to give a quick review on each of those. We are a little bit pressed for time, so we'll try and get this smacked out in about 20 minutes or so. Uh, the first game, the Melbourne Storm, 24 over the New Zealand Warriors, 6. Then the Tigers, 36 over the Canberra Raiders, 4. The Cronulla Sharks, 36-16 to 16 over Canterbury. And then, of course, the Gold Coast Times with a big win over the Dolphins, coming here from KO Stadium, 40-16. to 16. Let's have a look at the... This first game, 24-6, the Melbourne Storm over the Warriors. Uh, look, one try for the Warriors. DWZ scored that one. I thought Sean Johnson, very hit and miss to start this game. Had me very, very nervous. Leveled out a little bit as we went. Uh, but uh, the Warriors, I, I sort of thought the Melbourne Storm did them a lot of favours, to be honest with you. Uh, the Melbourne Storm didn't score their first try until the second half um, and sort of so, sort of blew them away after that, winning the second half or w- w- winning the next like 30-odd minutes, 24 uh, nil. Um, I thought the Warriors, if they would have cut out those errors at the start, I think they really could have made a game out of this one, to be honest with you. So plenty of lessons to learn from that one. I thought the Melbourne Storm, um, they made a lot of mistakes early. Uh, I think I think all their middles look good, but they all made just about one error in the first 20 minutes, which really handcuffed them. They obviously had a couple of tries taken off them, the Cam Munster one and whatnot. So I thought the Melbourne Storm, their execution at the start of the game was pretty poor. I, I thought both teams' uh, execution early was pretty poor. I wasn't overly impressed with either side to start. I think once the Melbourne Storm got into their groove, which I will, which I do sort of think will be the way they'll be this year, once they score their first, they will more than likely score three after that. I think this was uh, really evident yesterday. Eli Katoa scored a great try, ran a fantastic line, his first try for the Melbourne Storm, the first try for the Storm in this game. But it came, it came from unstructured play, and that's what I love to see when it comes to a guy like Eli Katoa. It's all good and well to have your set plays and put, put him in that spot, but it was this moment 
where it broke down. I think it was Harry Grant made a break, came and find Cam Munster, and he's just crabbing a long field, or a cross field. And that's where Ellie Katoa, he had to time his run to line up with Cam Munster. I thought that was very, very impressive. So good signs from Ellie Katoa. Will Warbrick scored as well. Very talented guy. I've always been a fan of Will Warbrick. Nelson, he had a couple of errors, which he needs to get out of his game, and he scored a nice try. And Xavier Coates, uh, the shit that he's able to do, he, he's just a freak sometimes, Xavier Coates. And I think that he'll obviously be in the starting side come round one. Uh, Look, I thought neither team was overly impressive. Obviously, the Melbourne Storm still missing a couple of guys. Pappy, Justin Olam, they're not going to be there round one, so I think their side will look pretty similar to this. Though Christian Welsh did well coming out of his own end. I think these back rowers, I think you can lock in Katoa to one spot. I thought Trent Leroux was pretty good, um, but I don't think he was like a world beater or anything, so I'm not sure if that's locked in. I don't know where Tarek Sims fits, whether it's 13 whether he plays off on the edge, off the bench. I'm just not sure what it's going to look like at the moment. So we'll have to wait for round one to see how they do line up. Joe Chan off the bench. I thought he was solid. Uh, Wishart is always good. Uh, Jonah Pezzett, he, he, had, he had a couple of nice touches uh, in, in in the second half as well. Uh, produced a couple of tries there. But, uh, yeah, look, uh, I, I thought Will, Will Warbrick, he was probably the standout as far as the backs went, played probably slightly bigger minutes than some of these other guys. Ran for 205 metres, scored a try, two line breaks, seven tackle breaks. Very, very solid. He's obviously come over from rugby. Uh, You guys know that if you listened to the podcast last year. So, yeah, excited about Will Warbrick. Looks good. I think Melbourne, they'll be better for the run. Uh, For the Warriors, first time their entire team has got together. Uh, The centres, I complimented them for their defence last week. Um, A little bit worrying between them this week. uh, Both defended under 80%. So, seven missed tackles between the two of them and they only made uh, about 25. So, a little bit disappointing there. I thought that I'd hope that they had improved off the back of last week. I uh, thought Volkman held his own. SJ had his moments, but fuck, um, a number of disappointing moments, kicking out on the full, missing touch, etc., etc. for SJ. I thought Jackson Ford was really good. He came up with some very good moments. Uh, he'll be interesting come round one. Murata Neokore did his job. Toe Harris went about his work as per, per usual. Dill Walker sort of came on and played a bit of centre. Uh, I I think he'll sort of be the roaming 13. thought it was interesting that Josh Curran... Um, Came off the bench, didn't really get a stack of time. So it'll be interesting to see if he's in the side round one, off the bench, whatever it might be, because I personally can't believe Josh Curran isn't in the best uh, 17 as it stands, or the best 13 as it stands right now. I think he's very underrated, uh, Joshy Curran. So, yeah, good win uh, by the Melbourne Storm. I don't think the New Zealand Warriors would be stoked with their performance, but I also don't think it's a train wreck. I think if they would have sorted out a couple of things earlier in their game, uh, it could have been very different. But lessons to learn from both sides, no doubt about it there. Let's move to the next game. We had the West Tigers taking on the Canberra Raiders from Belmore Sports Ground, double header. Uh, I thought the Raiders looked really good to start. Uh, they obviously scored that fantastic try through Danny Lever. I think Matty Timoko, he looks fantastic. He looks like he's in for a big season. Very, very strong. Uh, Ricky Stewart pulled a bit of a curly one, chucking uh, Sebastian Chris in at fullback. He said pre-game. Did okay there, Chris. Uh, nothing overly special. I, uh, he's played a few games there of New South Wales Cup and whatnot. Uh, wasn't overly impressed with him, though. I don't think that's where he will remain. Uh, but it's good to have depth with these guys uh, so that they can move around and whatnot. We've obviously got Xavier Savage out early, but I think round one will be uh, Geordie Rapana there. Great to see Harley Smith-Shields 
back in the contest. I love him. I think he's a very, very talented footballer and hope to see more of him moving forward. I think it was good for Jamal Fogarty and Jack White and have a little hit out there. I actually thought the Raiders started pretty well. They obviously then started to take a few guys off, uh, and I think that's when the Tigers sort of got on the front foot. They also had the sin binning of Jordan Rapana, uh, and then the Avalanche sort of started. The West Tigers, who were trying to move the ball around, weren't overly successful with it in the first 25 minutes. Uh, they got some momentum off the back of that, and I think they scored 16 of their points when the Canberra Raiders were down to 12 men, uh, and then it was just very hard to stop their momentum after that. Uh, so Canberra Raiders won't be happy with this one, but I, I, I think the Raiders, I mean, they always slow start, start slow. I'm not overly concerned about them. I am a little bit upset with how many points they conceded late to this side, uh, but I don't think it's a train wreck for Canberra. For the Tigers, um, look, they started pretty slow. I, I, I think that that sim bidding obviously ignited something, but I just think the Tigers, I think there's positives to take out of this in the fact that they, they had a bit of identity. You could finally see the DNA of the West Tigers coming through. You could finally see what Benji and what Tim Sheens have been trying to do. You could see the boys offloading the ball and playing really high-tempo footy, which you know can be risky. You can be playing with fire at times, but it has worked for this franchise in the future. It was their DNA for a long period of time. Uh, have they got the players to back it up? I, I, I'm not too sure. Um, and I think that yesterday, they definitely had the players that could fit this not out there. Your Appies, your Luke Brooks, your Johnny Batemans, these sort of guys. So uh, I'm very interested to watch the West Tigers moving forward. Uh, scored some very entertaining tries. They looked confident. They looked happy. Adam Dewey, he was the best on the field by far and away. I thought he was great. I thought he started slow. I, I've never been convinced if he is a 5'8". And after the first 10 or 15 minutes, I sort of sat there and went, fuck, he's just so premeditated. Doesn't look what's in front of him. But as the game went on, uh, he, he really you know, got into his work and was fantastic. So uh, I think he has to stay in the halves for the West Tigers. I'm not sure if he, I don't think he's a natural 5'8", but he's just a good enough footballer that you need him with his hands on the ball. I really wish Luke Brooks played yesterday. I would have loved to have seen that little combination and how they went. But uh, positive signs for the Tigers. I think you could see the impact of Penrith without Appy. I think this Tigers team, once they get Appy back, they, 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 they could be a pretty special little side. We'll see how it plays out. Um, I'm going to give them time. I'm not going to judge them too heavily on the first month. Uh, the halfback hasn't played with the hooker. Johnny Bateman's going to arrive in the country. Like I just think it is going to take a little while for them to get used to each other. Uh, but I think after the first month, we'll have a good idea of where the West Tigers are at realistically. Uh, Justin Matamua scored a good try. I thought Junior Tupu had a good game. He was strong. Asu Kapoa was fantastic. Great to see Tommy Talao bounce back from a pretty poor game the week before. Um, I'm glad they gave him another opportunity because he did show what he could do in this game. And that's what good players do. They bounce back from poor performances. Uh, and I'm glad they gave him another shot. Brett Naden was fucking fantastic again. Didn't have a stack of touches, but just every touch he had was just classy. Uh, so I'm very, very impressed with Brett Naden. I think that him and probably Tommy Talao will start in the centres there. I think Dane Laurie, a uh, bit of an up and down game, did some good things, did some average things, uh, but I think he should be the starting fullback. I'm not sure where that leaves Charlie Staines. Uh, I'm not sure how he fits into this side, to be honest with you. I thought Brandon Wakeham, you know, for just arriving at the club and, you know, playing on the opposite side of what he usually does, I thought he had a pretty solid game as well. Uh, David Clemmer got through a heap of work, especially early. Had a lot of touches in his first stint. I think he only had the one stint, uh, but he got through a lot of work there, David Clemmer. So I'm a little bit worried about how that's going to impact Stefano, especially when you put, like, Joe Offengawi and these guys back into the side. But uh, a good win by the West Tigers. They'll be very happy with that. And for the first time in a long time, you were sitting there enjoying 
watching the West Tigers play their footy. So very, very good signs there. Let's move to the second last game, which was the Cronulla Sharks over the Canterbury Bulldogs, 36-16. Canterbury. I thought they looked unreal to start the game. I was very, very impressed. And we got to probably about the 20th minute. I thought, fuck, this Canterbury side, they're looking good. They're hanging in this contest. Um, I've been impressed with what I've seen. And Matt Burton's hasn't really done anything. So it was other guys that were impressing me that were looking good. That left edge was looking really – Reed Marnie was looking great. Um, and then, of course, the Sharkies being the sort of squad they are. And th- this is a top four team. So I know that people are going to have a crack at Canterbury and say, oh, they're shit, blah, blah, blah. But this Shark side, I really do think they are a fantastic footy side. Uh, I am very, very impressed with them and very high on them heading into this season. So I do feel a little bit sorry for Canterbury. Uh, on that regard, I think they just came up against a, a tremendous footy side. Uh, I thought Teague Wilton was fantastic. Two mate pies. Runs one of the best lines in rugby league. We've been talking about this for quite some time. The wingers. Katoa was great, but fuck, I want to talk about Mulatalo. He's got some shit in his game, but I absolutely fucking love it. I love that Mulatalo, he will try and annoy his opposition. He'll try and niggle them. He'll try and get under their skin. But you know what I love about him? He always backs it up. He always backs it up with good footy and good performances. If he's going to do the shit stuff, he doesn't hide away then. He owns it and he and he backs it up. And I love that about this guy. I know some people don't like the way that Mulatalo acts sometimes and stuff, but personally... He's the guy that I want in my footy team. He's the sort of guy he plays with passion. He tries to get under the skin of his opposition, and he always backs it up. And, of course, he went after Jake Avarillo. Uh, he then jumped over the head of Jake Avarillo on halftime to score. Scored another one later. Uh, I just – I love watching Mulatalo play. I think he, I think he represents – a big part of what the Cronulla Sharks are and who they've always been. So very, very glad to see him perform well and come up with a couple of big plays there. Uh, I thought everyone was good in this team. I thought uh, Sivitalakai, 130 run metres at centre once again, 56 post-contact, uh, led the Sharks at post-contact metres, and that's at centre. So very, very impressive. Nico Hines was tremendous as per fucking usual. He was great. Uh, good to see him kick all of his goals too. We want to see more of that from Nico Hines. I think he can take the Sharks a long way. Forwards are great, as always. Uh, Cam McInnes off the bench. His impact was very, very special. Love watching him. Um, yeah, so for the Sharkies, look, a, a bit boring because the, the – you know, we all know what their side's going to look like. We all know how they're going to play, and we saw it again the other day. Uh, Canterbury. Look, we said this about Hayes Perham last week. We said this about in the preseason, especially super coach wise Just because guys are playing fullback doesn't mean they're going to score a stack of points. Uh, and I, I unfortunately think Hayes Perham's going to be one of those guys. I wasn't overly impressed by his game yesterday. Um, 77 run meters for a fullback, not great. Uh, you know, a couple of errors, three errors, two handling errors. I just, I, I don't know. I'm not convinced that Hayes Perham is the answer at fullback as it stands right now. As I said last week, we will give him time and see how it plays out. But I'm not convinced as it stands right now. Uh, Alamotti playing center. I think he'll be in just about every super coach side. 100 odd meters uh, in a loss, you know, an offload. Uh, 14 tackles, two miss. Put together, you know, some pretty decent numbers there, and I think he's just starting to handle um, the physicality well. A couple of errors, though, to be fair. Uh, I still think he's worth having in your super coach side, and I think that he will make money moving forward as my alarm goes off in the background. Um, who else impressed me in this game? I thought Reid Marnie was really good for them. Viliami Kikau, strong as always, scored the first try. Um, but, yeah, I think Canterbury, they have got a bit of work to do. There is no doubt about that whatsoever. Uh, but I think they're heading in, in the right direction. I thought that what I saw yesterday was pretty impressive, and I personally think 
uh, that the way they played in the first 25 minutes, I think that would have probably been enough to beat uh, a number of sides in this competition. So not dire straits for me when it comes to the Canterbury Bulldogs. A lot of positives to take out of it. I just think they came up against... A really fucking quality side. Uh, what about Josh Reynolds' try, by the way? Unreal stuff. You love to see it. Absolutely love having him back in our game. Love seeing him at Belmore. It's fantastic. All right, the last game, the Gold Coast Titans, 40 over the Dolphins, 16. Pretty disappointing game for the Dolphins. We had uh, Lofi Campiera scoring three tries in the opening 12 minutes. Uh, I thought Kieran Foran, he was fantastic last night. Did some really special things uh, that should have the Titans very excited. Campiera was impressive. Jojo Fafita. Uh, for your wingers to score five tries in the first 25 minutes of your team's first trial together with new halves, a new hooker, um, and a guy moving back to fullback. Very, very impressive for the Titans. So I think they should be very very happy with that performance. Campieri obviously scored a try in the 70th minute as well, or just before that. As he came up with four tries, we've been saying since last year that they've got this kid who's a speedster. Um, I think it's pretty evident this guy's going to be a real star. So uh, plenty of positives to the Gold Coast Titans out of this one. I thought that Isaac Liu had some really nice touches as well. He impressed me. Fafita, wow, what about that pass that he threw? Um, very impressive from Fafita. Another good game. Um, I really hope we see the absolute best out of him this year because the ability is insane. 176 run meters. Um, you know, obviously had the line break assist through that great pass. So uh, 21 tackles, one, 22 tackles, two miss. So uh, a lot of positives for Fafita to take out of this one. I thought Sam Verrills was very nice as well. Didn't run for a stack of meters, but defended well and, and just played his role very few times did I think, oh, that passes off the mark or whatever. With uh, Jojo Fafita and Campierre on the Stings, AJ Brimson at fullback, they're looking. They're, they look like they're in for an exciting year. The Gold Coast Titans. So finally, Gold Coast Titans fan got something to enjoy. Jaden Campbell came on, had a good impact. Uh, so did this other kid, this uh, Keno Kinney. I think he, he he was in one of the uh, one of the deeper jerseys last night, twenty three or something. He's very, very impressive. I'd really, really like him. So uh, a heap to take out of this for the Gold Coast Titans. I think fans should be very happy and very excited about this year. I'm hoping that the Gold Coast Titans do go good this year because uh, it has been a grim few years. Shout out to Mo Fodder Waker. I thought he was good too. 123 run meters. I uh, had a, about uh, of about 10 hit-ups or something. So he was pretty handy as well. Hopefully Mo Fodder Waker can get back to his best because I think that would take uh, the Gold Coast Titans a very long, way this year. Dolphins are disappointing, but I think this will be the reality for the Dolphins. I think they will have a number of tough games to start the season. Uh, you know, it, it just bringing a squad together is so difficult when none of you have played together. It's very, very tough. Uh, I thought Jack Bostock, our boy out on the wing, did a couple of good things. Bombed an early try, which maybe could have had an impact, but I'm not sure realistically. Uh, Hamiso, Look, I just, I'm just i just not convinced him as a fullback. And I know he will develop over time. I just, uh, I don't know. I, I just think it's going to be very hard for him to develop in this team. I thought Milf and Sean O'Sullivan sort of did everything they could. Um, but I just think they are going to lack a little bit of spark throughout this season, realistically. Uh, obviously, Isaiah Katoa came on. He did some really good things, but I, I probably just think he's a little bit too raw to throw in there, and I do think defensively um, he will get targeted, and I just don't think he's quite ready for this big jump yet. Um, came on yesterday, made seven tackles, missed four, though, in a pretty short stint. So this is what I've been saying about Isaiah. I absolutely love him, but defensively, being a smaller body, going up against these big guys in first grade, he will get targeted, and I'm just not sure uh, if the Dolphins can afford 
can can afford that realistically. Uh, outside of that, I thought the edges were pretty good. Felice Kofusi obviously got Simbin, which did not help the cause at all. Kenny Bromwich was good. Tom Gilbert was solid. Uh, we did say this on Beers and Break Evens the other day. I just, I'm not sure. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What to expect out of Tom Gilbert? People are calling him, you know, a 55, 60-point supercoach player. I'm not convinced. Um, four runs for 41 metres and 29 tackles. So not bad, but, I mean, not tremendous at the end of the day. I just I, I don't quite know how it's going to work. I thought Ewan Aitken was interesting. They sort of brought him on as a middle. He said a few weeks ago he'd play centre. So that'll be an interesting spot to watch. I think Tessie New and Branko Lee. I'm not quite sure if we got an answer uh, yesterday. I thought that... Tessie knew, uh, ran for about 60 more metres, had more touches. Um, I was probably leaning towards Tessie. Branko had a couple of nice touches, but did get beat in defence a couple of times. Uh, they didn't come up as as missed tackles on the stats, but he did get caught out of position and whatnot a few times. Tessie knew, uh, had three missed tackles, but I, I, I think that that's, that doesn't quite tell the story because I thought Branko got caught out in a number of times as well. So, uh, yeah, look, I think this will be the Dolphins' reality, unfortunately. I hope it turns around very quickly. Uh, but I do think their next game against the Sydney Roosters, I think they're in for a very, very tough knock there. But they have got Wayne Bennett. We know what Wayne can do. Uh, he can pull upsets out of his ass from fucking nowhere. He can pull good performances out of nowhere, and hopefully he does for this one. Uh, but I am a little bit nervous for the Dolphins in their first-round game against the Sydney Roosters. Guys, that is our review for the second week of trials, the last of trials. The next time that we will be previewing the game will be the NRL regular season round one. Cannot wait for that. We've learned a lot. We've got Bloke in a Bar coming this afternoon and tomorrow on the Rugby League Guru podcast. I think it's just me and Kempy, no Timmy Williams this week. And then on Wednesday, myself and Timmy will be back in studio for beers and break evens. Tony joins us from Blue Wealth Property to announce the major prize for the overall winner of beers and break evens, our group code there, which you can join. Make sure you're there on uh, Wednesday to get that group code because uh, there is a serious, serious prize up for grabs there that you guys will want to get your paws on. Uh, very, very exciting time, guys. Thank you for joining us once again on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.